Welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Episode three, baby. First episode on a boat, maybe. Yeah, I hope. You hope? You hope you got press ganged? No, but I want to be on the boat. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Any boat in the storm, they say. Any uh, boat in a pirate boat. AP, they say. <laughs> <laughs> Off of any port. Well, this stuff is coming out like right after Paizo's like Pathfinder 2.1 remaster. Yes. However, we're not recording it after the remaster. We're recording it kind of in a weird gray area where parts of the remaster are out, parts of them are not. Yes. Dear listeners, several years in the future. <laughs> yeah, you may hear some antiquated terms or some slightly antiquated rules as we're making the transition. Yeah, you may, you may hear us say flat-footed. Yep, not off that's guard. A, that's a tough... Uh, Tough habit to shake. Mm-hmm. You may hear. I didn't know flat footed change. Changed off guard. Off guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I won't know. I'm gonna be straight up with you, listeners. Uh, I haven't looked into the remaster rules even a little bit. Well, they're coming. So, so I'm probably gonna be wrong for longer than, especially like Chris, who's read a lot of. You've only got a few weeks left of inspire courage. Then you got to switch to a courageous anthem. Yeah. Uh, you got to switch over. Got to switch over. Mm-hmm. But why I'm not inspiring then? You're courageous. You're courageously anthem. Yeah. So it becomes less less attractive (laughs) then. So bear with us, listeners. The only courageous Uh, anthem is the national anthem. We are. Jeez. Okay. Um, We're dedicated to put your hands over your arms. Switching to the remaster rules, uh, and we will do so. It's just going to be you know parts and pieces at a time as we. Learn them ourselves and and implement them. So, which character is going to change the most when we switch to remaster? You think? I think there's a good bit in the first part of the remaster for um, wit and for Calypso. I think we're going to learn a lot more about Kaya when the player core two comes out, which is even further down the road mm-hmm. uh, because alignment is no longer a thing. And that materially impacts champions whose whole shtick in, you know, in original in not 2.1 in 2.0 Pathfinder 2.0 mm-hmm. was that they, they fought, they were a certain alignment. And that's how you got a liberator champion was because you were chaotic. Good. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, that'll go by the wayside. We won't really talk too much in terms of alignment. We'll talk more in terms of like disposition and that kind of thing. And edicts. Yeah, edicts and athemas, which uh, which I think are more fun for Besmara anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, so with that out of the way, what do you guys think of your first little combat as a group? I know Ooh. it was just against some some like bar toughs and a hazard. Yeah, I got help. to use concertina magic, and I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, you were doing a lot of like, hey, I'm I'm gonna just play this one really loud note and uh-huh. destroy this guy. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun for me. I think a lot of my magic will come that way. I was so stoked <laughs> when people started pulling out real weapons, and I was like, cool. License to shred has <laughs> happened. Yeah, I was glad it was long enough that we got to see your unleashed psyche. Yeah, but not long enough that I was stupefied. Wow. I will say that the rolls were pretty poor on my end, oh, yeah. but I, I, I think I had plenty of actions to do the stuff that I wanted to do. I will say you stood up to a lot of hits. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it was surprisingly tankier than I had expected a ranger to be. They are pretty balanced in the, uh, I guess, attributes. Yeah, the modifiers. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Good. No more, uh, no more scores. Yeah, it's just modifiers in the remaster. What? You no longer have an eighteen charisma. It's just a plus four. Get used to it, Haley. Get used to her. Get <laughs> off the shit. <laughs> Nothing I'm changes. Just trying it's, to think about it. It's equi- That's all. It's a, it's all equivalent. It, there's no mechanical difference. Yeah. So then, do you not have half? Like, what happens if you're at like seventeen? Does that not exist now? Unclear. Unclear. <laughs> okay. Okay. The rules. It's in player I core. Know if you guys actually knew or I, not. I think it's in player core. I just don't think we've all read it yet. Okay. They got a way to hand. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you can have odds anymore. It's all even. I'll take a little looksy. Does that mean it go up faster? No. Haley, stop asking questions. I don't know the answers to, and talk about <laughs> how you enjoyed the combat, please. <laughs> I already said I loved it. I got to do concertina magic. Then leave some room for everyone else to discuss. <laughs> You're the one who would brought you, this up to start with. Would you leave us a little bit of room to breathe, Haley, instead of <laughs> rattling questions off of me that I have no idea how to answer? I'm not a remaster guru, okay? I just gave I a disclaimer Chris that we're trying know. to get there. I just told the listeners, hey, we're not Chris there yet. Know. I don't know. Wow. Chris, that's your job. <laughs> oh, I'm not Emily, how was the combat? <laughs> How'd you think the combat was, Emily? Oh, well, I really enjoyed getting to use a lot of different abilities that a champion has. So, got to do some pecking and also do some healing and supporting the group. So, all yeah. around, very fun and versatile. You really established the pecking order in that fight. Yeah. <laughs> And she learned you got to threaten pecking out eyes instead of just hands. Yeah. Yeah. The pecking mm-hmm. order is hands way below eyes yep. in terms of threats. <laughs> Pirates would rather have a hook than a patch, it seems. By the, by the end of the campaign, Emily, is Kaya going to have like a, a woodpecker shaped bill rather than like the curved end that it is now just because of all the pecking? It'll oh. sharpen it down. Yeah, sharpen it down. More. It's like sawing off a shotgun. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's like a potency rune. She could get etched into her beak to make it sharper. Damn, that's hardcore. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it works that way. Oh, if you had it like yeah, seared in, though. Oh, that would be sweet. As it like branded a tattoo. In, yeah, yeah, branded. That's the ma'am. You could have just got hand wraps with a rune on them. You didn't have to. <laughs> <just> <laughs> <it into your laughs> <neck. laughs> oh, yeah. You. Laid out some good healing as well. Yeah, got a got a coup in there while I could. That was yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the combat. <laughs> the, coup. the coup. But uh, you know, you guys you finished that combat up. I think we got to combat in this adventure earlier than in the start of a lot of other adventures. I don't think we had any combats till like four or five hours into Bestow Curse, Curse of the Crimson Throne. I don't think we had anything till like leading up to the funeral and carrying crown no. when those guys were like, you can't bury him here. Mm-hmm. Although to be, to be fair, that was a long time ago. It was, it was in the graveyard. Trying to remember the exact sequence of events there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to go bury Lorimore, went to his grave, and then the yeah. people, the village people came by with their pitchforks and torches and said, 
you can't bury him here because he's messing with some magics. Yeah. I really like this intro to the campaign because it feels good to be able to like express character abilities and stuff before you get undercut by like waking up on a ship being Shanghai and stuff. <laughs> it, it feels good to be able to like, this is kind of what I'm about, what I'm like before this awful thing happens to me. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, wanted like, to, I wanted an opportunity to see you all use your abilities and have have all your cool stuff at the start. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Skull and Shackles does not start that way. Technically, just little. Our Skull and Shackles does. Our Skull and Shackles does start that way. I think it also like allows our characters to know what the other characters can do. Sure. Yeah, it helps a little bit for you all to have gone through a fight together and and met each other before this episode begins. Yeah, I, it it does knit us together a little bit better than just like I I know there's like the shared suffering of people getting Shanghai together and be like, boy, this situation sucks. You're in the same situation. Maybe we should like be friends and look out for each other. But I, you know, there's situations like Kaya doing some damage reduction for for Atlas, and then Grady sharing the 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 booze mid combat that like we've knit together a little bit more before just having that shared suffering experience we're about to have. So I think that that helps for like party. I don't want to say composition synergy. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I think that works. I'm excited. Well, great. I have to give out a hero point. Cause that's the way we play the game. It's a little too early in our recording to toss this over to a, uh, a patron inspired hero point, but that that will start happening. This one's going to Kaya for the coup. <gasps> Yay! Uh-huh. <laughs> I just thought that was really clever. Oh well, that means she will definitely be doing more cooing in the future. It makes sense for her to be the closest to Besmara's boon as a as a oh, follower yeah, of yeah, Besmara. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think in the future we're just going to rotate through because you're all because of the way that works. You're all going to get one. Uh, or y'all need to get one each time, as we kind of described. But uh, for the first couple episodes, I'll give them out in, in whatever order. You'll each get one uh, before we do the next refresh. So you got yours, Emily. Yay. Use it wisely. Don't I use will it. Hoard That's it. the wisest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it forever mm-hmm. until you die. Yes. The new system does allow for that to happen, <laughs> where you just save them up. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping you guys dragon horde these until you, you know, till they're gone forever with your death. Doesn't, yeah, it so doesn't carry to just... player to player or character to character. Nope, doesn't carry on to a new character. You can't get closer to. Oof. If you lose your character, that's. Uh, in Blackjack, they'd say Oof. you busted. <laughs> you held on to too much, perhaps. And in the business, they got to say it. Tough titties. Yeah, they, they will be telling you tough titties if you lose <laughs> your hero points. They will be telling you that. I think this is just as soon as anyone gets close to the boon, Gris gonna start targeting people. It's gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make you bust. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be busting off characters left I and right. Don't like this. I do. I'm gonna make each and every one of you bust. <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Yeah. I mean, we all have pretty unique. Listen, anatomy, busting makes me so feel I'm, good. Okay. I, and with, the, with you know the unique anatomy of the party, I imagine busting might look different for each one of us. Yeah. Some of you. Oh, really? Think about that now, aren't you? Yeah. Some of you'll get busted in combat. Others might get busted over. <laughs> busted while you're busted while you're driving a ship. 
Let's bust into the episode. Yeah. <laughs> when last we left our heroes, they busted some heads in a bar fight <laughs> at the Formidably Made and successfully took down several offended gamblers and fishermen and a whole slew of swings that were coming at them from the average bar patron. When they, or post-succeeding, rather, they met a man named Mr. Plug who offered them basically free drinks all night for helping his, or for keeping his crewmates safe in this big old combat. And you guys took him up on that offer, drinking the night away, until you all (laughs) blacked out. Well, all of you, aside from one, Caluso was able to stay conscious, although pretend to be dead, and observed all of you getting press-ganged onto the Wormwood. And so, you feel the gentle rocking beneath you as each of you awaken in a dark hold the sound of waves crashing is evident and you feel that groggy terrible feeling like bile in your throat pounding headache your mouth is just far too dry even your joints hurt a bit as you awaken down here to a light that is so bright, it just immediately sets off that headache once again, and the pounding in your head. And you hear the thumping footsteps as several people run down the stairs to the, I guess, general quarters that you find yourselves in. And you see, kind of like carrying a small oil lantern, is the sneering face of the man that you had all seen at the bar that started the bar fight. Still in bed with the sun over the yard arm. On your feet, you filthy swabs. Get up on deck and report to duty before Captain Harrigan flays your flesh into sausage skins and has fish guts fry you up for breakfast. He's got a whip in his other hand, and he's got six menacing-looking pirates backing him up. What do you do? Calypso's gonna pretend to not be feeling great, but just get up like normal. Sure. (laughs) Eclipse's head no longer pounds with flesh not being within it. Yeah, also wasn't actually drugged. <laughs> Wit would do exactly what Calypso does, but with the headache. <laughs> yeah, you get up, you, you get that feeling once you hop out of the hammock of just dizziness, maybe light flashes in front of your eyes for a second as it takes you a moment to adjust. Kaya sits up and looks around the room and finally her eyes 
steady on uh, the man who is addressing them. And she pauses for a moment thinking, not remembering, you know, if we were all blacked out, not remembering how we got here. Where are we? Well, you're on the wormwood, of course. Eclipso stares at you all like this is her <laughs> shit. <laughs> the one she was talking about. The, the, the wormwood? I, I don't remember waking up here at all. Or boarding the vessel? What are you, stupid or something? Do you understand your situation? We brought you aboard. You're all crew now. You don't have a lot of say in the matter, friend. Grady as well rises, uh, feeling awful as like an old hungover person. Oh, God, like. yeah, Grady's <laughs> got to feel the worst of it, man. Oh, I knew those rums were a little too strong for me. I didn't realize they had this bile bilge in them. Huh. <laughs> They also removed our gear. Yeah, you all look down. Nothing. Ugh. Not even my cards are teen. What about seven the keys? <laughs> Did they take Kai's the keys? keys? Oh my goodness. Ugh. She'll just have to steal them again. Yeah, no armor. No. Time to weapons. take that off. Well, actually, uh, no armor aside from. Wit, who chose armor with oh. the comfort property, and so it was mistaken as plain clothes. Smart. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, Makes I'm gonna go stow it. my armor and stow all my gear. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and stow those on your character sheets, and you're you're all getting up a bit slow for Master Scourge, and he cracks the whip at you. What did I just say when I came down here? Sun's halfway over the arm. Get upstairs. Captain Harrigan wants to see you. Oh. Atlas uncoils from the hammock. Let us make our way up. Oh, dear. Grady follows. Been there. Been there, done this before. Up we go. And Wit would uh, offer a hand. Wit of all characters may have. It could be that they are perhaps the only character familiar with this situation. Wow. So you make your way from... Now that the light has shined in this room, you can see it. There are... um, There are multiple hammocks swinging down here, although there are no pirates currently occupying them. Clearly... It's time to be at work. Uh, You are the only souls down here. You see a hatch that appears to go lower and a set of stairs that continue up. You head up the stairs and into a cargo hold that is relatively empty. You think probably much of what would have been in here was sold at port. And there there's nothing but like as you as you make your way there's like 14 squealing pigs and most of them are in cages uh like two of them are loose in the hold squealing and running about um master scourge and the other six pirates lead you up 
another set of stairs and you head through what looks like another nicer sleeping quarters out onto the main deck. Now that you can see from the main deck, it looks like the sails, like the main mast is some 60 feet up in the air. All of these black sails are unfurled in the wind and you see behind the wheel of the ship, which is this massive kind of three foot wide captain's wheel, uh, you see a man who looks somewhat larger than life, I would say. He stands about six foot eight, strong corded muscle, and he is a bald Mwangi man with kind of like a goatee. You can see tough looking armor all over his body. He has some cruel looking weapons, some daggers just stashed all over in a baldric and on his belt. And just this, this like sword that looks to be longer than a man's leg on his side. Let me go ahead and show you guys his artwork. Ooh. Whoa. Wow. He's terrifying. He's wearing those like large Captain Morgan boots, but otherwise is, you know, despite the pieces of armor is somewhat bare chested. And again, that like goatee beard is, is, you know, well down halfway is, they're halfway down his torso. It's like a dwarf. He has anti stomp boots. <laughs> yeah, he has yeah. spikes on the tops he of the spikes yeah. on the tops spikes of on the boots. toes. Yeah, yeah it, this character looks eerily similar to uh, the main character in God of War. Oh, yeah, oh. he does. He, he, <laughs> like a he, honestly, he looks like Black Kratos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, that, that's actually a really good way to describe him. Um, terrifying looking. Yeah. Um, and behind him, or standing like off to his side, is that same Mr. Plug that you had met at the bar that offered you the free drinks. And he sees you all arrive from the lower decks and just sneers at you and chuckles to himself. Captain Barnabas Harrigan's gruff voice echoes across the Wormwood's weathered deck cutting through the salty sea air like a well-sharpened cutlass. His eyes, narrow and unyielding, survey the newly acquired crew with a mixture of disdain and amusement. The captain's reputation precedes him, a seasoned buccaneer, feared by foes and respected by those wise enough to know their place. Bellows out to you. Glad you could join us at last. Welcome to the Wormwood. His tone was more of a proclamation than a greeting. Uh, the rest of the crew around you stands at attention, nervously eyeing one another. Me thanks for volunteering to join me crew. I'm Barnabas Harrigan. That's Captain Barnabas Harrigan to you. His gaze narrows at all of you assembled new recruits. Not that you'll ever need address me. I have only one rule. Don't speak to me. 
I like talk, but I don't like your talk. Follow that rule, we'll get along fine. The captain's eyes sweep across the faces of the crew. And as he locks eyes with each of you, it almost feels like he's looking straight through you into your soul. His cold charcoal eyes just locking with each one until he meets like Calypso and she doesn't have eyes and he just moves on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and one more thing. His lips now curl into a menacing smirk. Even with your new recruits, we're still short-handed, and I aim to keep what crew I have. There'll be a keel hauling for anyone caught killing anyone. The threat lingers like a dark cloud over you guys as he just continues to coldly stare. Mr. Plug, the first mate, an ominous figure in his own right, steps forward at the captain's command. His eyes hold a glint of cruelty as he surveys you new recruits and sizes you up. The captain speaks again. Mr. Plug, if you'd be so kind as to make pirates out of these landlubbers, it'd save me having to put them in the sweat box for a year and a day before I make pies out of them. The crew around you and maybe some of you as well exchange uneasy glances uh, and look back to the metal sweat box that the captain's gaze follows towards up on the main deck for everyone to see and pass by. With his commands said, the captain walks down the steps towards the crew that is all standing on the main deck, turns and enters his quarters. And then Mr. Plug begins to bark orders to the crew that has amassed and also to you new recruits. All right then, new recruits with me. We've got to test your skills, size you up and see what roles each of you will fill on this lovely ship. Ooh, Hogwarts sorting hat time. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I get Slytherin. (laughs) And so he commands you each to line up by the main mast. My apologies if this was already stated, but I can't remember if it was, so I just want to make sure. It's us plus all of our friends we made in the previous episodes, right? So we got Rosie and Connor. You're and all the new recruits, yeah. All of so us, So there's yeah. eight of you in total. Um, it looks like there's roughly 30 people total in this crew, and there's other people kind of off doing their jobs now, as Mr. Plug had kind of yelled to get back to work. Okay. So I don't like the implication that I'm now just now understanding that Captain Harrigan has a very similar accent to Calypso, and Calypso's pretty sure he took her ship. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, of the nine recruits, there are five of us player characters and four four of the friendly friends we've Ah, uh, yes. I'm, I'm forgetting that you guys are five. <laughs> well, I'm only half alive, so I get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so we line up. Yeah. What? What? What now? 
So you all line up at the main mast, and Mr. Plug pulls out his cat of nine tails. Well, you best be climbing then. Oh, we're just going to start climbing. Get your asses up to the top. First one up there doesn't get feel the crack of the whip. Oh, God, no. <sighs> oh, boy. I'm going to need some athletics checks here. He's <sighs> 60 feet up, and without a climb speed, a successful athletics check will get you half of your movement speed up. I have a plus zero. Sorry, friends, but if it's me or you, it's going to be you. <laughs> and Grady starts climbing. Kaya, she is fairly strong. She takes a moment before she starts climbing, crosses her arms and looks at Plug and looks up at the group and will let everybody start before she actually starts climbing. What a flex. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, everybody go ahead, uh, except for Kaya, go ahead and roll. I'm, I'm wondering if I can possibly... I don't think it'll actually matter. Uh, <laughs> use an acrobatics so I can use my jungle strider. But I think the bonus is only a plus one, and my athletics is a plus one relative to the acrobatics. So, Yep, go ahead and use that athletics, because it is to climb. The climb check's going to be athletics every time. Fudge! I got a 19 on the die for a 19. All right, Calypso, you make it 10 feet up. I got a 14 on the die for an 18. Atlas, you also make it 10 feet up. Grady got a 16. Grady, you also make it 10 feet up. Wit got a 4 for a 10. Wit, you struggle. You don't critically fail, but you uh, do not make any progress up. You're you're clearly, like, still grasping the, um, the ropes. Plug looks you dead in the eye, Kaya. You have a one... Master Scourge said to watch out for. Petulant. Why don't we see what a lashing does to remove some of that free will of yours, that free spirit? And he raises the blunt end of the cat of nine tails and just bashes you over the head with it. You take a point of non-lethal damage. Ouch. She does her best to not show the pain. You are nothing more than a captor. It will take more than that to remove my will. (sighs) If you don't start climbing, you'll join Jake's magpie in bloody hour tonight. That's your last warning. She kind of grumbles and she'll make her way over to start climbing with the rest of everybody else. Okay. Now I need another climb check from everyone. Are you pretty low for me? At nine for Grady, so hopefully just struggling. I got a natural twenty, twenty-four for Atlas. Sixteen over here. Fifteen for Kaya. Rolled another four. Yay! Wit, you are like getting tangled. Maybe your fingers are sticky this morning from the dehydration. You're just getting tangled up in that rope at the, you know, five feet off the ground. Kai, you managed 10 feet up. Grady, you kind of stall out at, you're still, you know, 10 feet up, kind of swaying as maybe a breeze catches one of the sails and shakes you. 
I can see stuff now. Calypso, you you continue to scramble up pretty swiftly with these bony fingers. You're 20 feet up, and Atlas somehow manages to, like, wrap the mast with his tail and is now 30 feet up. All right. What do you see at 30 feet up? What do I see at 30 feet up? I don't know. You didn't put it on your token. Oh, yeah. I should be logging this. <laughs> you see the I'm boat. It down. The boat. Well, you, you should be five feet above the sails by my diagram. Yeah. You, you can see from your vantage point, you're about halfway to the crow's nest. You see the, the kind of like basket up there. It signals victory. Whoever gets there first is... Uh, the king of the boat. King of the boat, actually, that's what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. About to pull an upset on here in here. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take another athletics check then. Oh boy! As you, uh, as you continue to make your way, we've had All some right. really lucky rolls for it. Three. <sighs> oh. Uh oh. Uh, Why finally. did you say that, Griffin? Yeah. To jinx you all. My luck kind of tanked. I'm in an 11 right keep now. Saying, keep saying it, though. Uh, Wit got a 21 total. Okay. So, Wit, you get untangled and make it 10 feet up. Kaya, you fall. Make me a reflex save. Maybe that blow to the head did a little more than she thought it would. If someone's, like, level with her, she's falling, can, can we aid her? I don't know if there's a way to aid saves. That is a 20. Okay, with a 20, you stop your own fall. Perfect. So you're able to grab the rope, uh, but it does completely slip free from your hand for a moment. So you you drop, um, you know, towards the ground, but you don't fall. Uh, so you don't take damage. How high up is she? You're now basically level with the ground because uh, you okay. were 10 feet up. Yeah. Grady, you continue your um, your progress up. I think that puts you at... I was 10. Yes, that puts you at 20 feet 20 up. Feet. Atlas, you stall out now. Um, maybe reaching, like, that portion of the sails and you being on the mast has you getting, like, a little bit of sway more than you were expecting. Calypso, you fall as well. Now, you're 20 feet up, so I'm going to give you a reflex save as well to grab an edge, to grab a rope, to grab something. 17 on the die for 22. All right, with a 22... Uh, you arrest your fall. Uh, you've dropped 10 feet, but you don't fall to the ground. Okay. So that puts you at, what, 10 feet? Yep. So Atlas is the is currently the furthest up at 30 feet, followed by Grady at 20 feet up, and then Wit and Calypso are at 10 feet up. Kaya, with her cocky nature, is <laughs> oh boy. still on the ground. Oof. Hot. I get what, what you did there. Let's get another round here. Because she's a bird. Grady got a 19 on the die for a 23. 23 is exactly a critical success. So Grady, oh. uh, Grady just, you see these years of sailing experience kind of kick in. And he manages to, like, uh, as he sees the flapping of the sail, grab uh, one of the ropes that's attached to, like, the top corner of the sail. And when the wind catches it, he tugs it and just, like, you see him. You see him like get counterweighted up. It doesn't even seem like he used any effort to make it that next uh, that next twenty feet. I think seeing this old drunk zoom by him kind of throws Atlas <laughs> off. I got a six total. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no. a, uh, a six total is not a critical fail. Thank you. Um, but you, you don't move at all. Kaya, you also critically succeed here. So, so, you know, from the ground, I think you maybe like take a flapping start at it and get, <laughs> you know, ju- almost jump that first 10 feet and pull yourself up 20 feet relatively quickly. Calypso, you you kind of stall here. I think your bony fingers get tangled in, in like one of the mesh nets. I don't have muscle. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how else I'm doing this. <laughs> Concentrated power of will. Uh-huh. And, um, <laughs> Too bad my will's not great right, right now. I, I am not. And, and, and wit, wit actually succeeds as well. A bit slower than some of the grand displays around them, but they do manage to make it 10 feet up. So, I think with that puts you at uh, 20 feet total. 20 feet. So, we have, yeah. So, at this point, Master Plug is, is like cracking the whip on the ground. What's taking all of you so long? A real pirate be up there already and headed back down. Well, I'm gonna have to whip all of you if this keeps up. Oh, no. You'll be lucky if you make it to the top and you're working for me as a rigger. You don't want to be a swab. I'm starting to think I do if he runs it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as he says swab, you just see Master Scourge over in the corner like... Oh, no, I don't. I don't want to be a squab. Oh, no. <laughs> Seems like a no-win situation. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's keep people. these rolls going. Oh, boy. How's uh how's Rosie and Cotter doing? Oh my god. I'll tell you how they end up. Okay. I'm making forward progress again. I got a fifteen. I'm not going anywhere with a six. I don't think I'm moving either with a nine. Seventeen total for Grady. Three of my yes. four rolls have been fours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are not doing well. Um. Uh yeah, he, I mean, he's like, he's dumbfounded at this point as the old man is now 50 feet in the air and the, you know, this this serpentine, we're getting the serpentine pattern up the mast <laughs> as Atlas is not far behind. I think you're, you're what, 40 feet up? I'm 40 feet up, 40 yeah. 40 feet up. Uh, no one else makes progress, but now it's Grady and Atlas at the top of the pack and almost everyone else, you know, 20 feet up or less. See, this is where it gets scary, too, because at this height, if we do fall, the drop will will put us to dying, basically, yes. with the hit points we've got. Certainly will. Cool. I didn't consider that till now. Nice. <laughs> Massive damage. If you get to, like, 60 feet and then drop, I don't know how many hit points you have. I have 17. Okay. As long as you don't have 15, it that's would, the like, magic just number. not kill you. That's the massive damage oh, magic God. number, 60 uh, feet. Yep. Don't even say it. Okay. Let's, let me get another roll. Because... In in two e is it ten points per per it ten is, feet or something it's like that? Half the distance you fall. Half the distance you fall. Ooh, that's nasty. So yeah, you would take thirty points of damage falling, unless you have something like a cat's fall or. Half of me Ooh. is a snake. I don't there have that. There was uh, so, but I got a twenty-two. There at one point was a character choice that I I was gonna pick with the uh, wing glider, Ripley. Oh, so you could just fly off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fly down. I think I think that's what it was, but it take your chances with the open ocean. <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, okay, so this time 
It looks like Wit makes it up 10 feet. Kaya, again, with just like this burst of feathers, makes it up 20 feet. Grady makes it up 10 feet and perches himself in the crow's nest. He coos down to everyone <laughs> as the crow flies. And Atlas uh, makes it up to 50 feet. I need everyone but Grady, or sorry, Calypso actually meets Beats. Uh, Calypso makes it up 10 feet. So now I need everyone besides Grady to uh, continue the climb. Okay. Come on there, Mariners. Come up to the crow's nest with me. Calypso stalls at five. Atlas stalls at eight. Kai gets 12. She stalls. Wit rolled mm. a 12. So total 18. Can I gain another 10? Okay, yeah. Wit gains another 10. Everybody else stalls and you hear yelling from below. What are you then afraid to fall? <laughs> the old man made it all the way up before you young and spry idiots. I, I have had more years on a sail, though. Tack it up to experience. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. Another roll, baby. Come on. 16. I'm going up 10. 19. I'm in the crow's nest. Make some room, Grady. Oh, Ooh, he scooches over. What's the scaly in there? What's the DC? I, I rolled a... 13. 13. <gasps> Meets beats So then. you move up 10. <laughs> 50 feet. Everyone's moving up this time. Everyone moves up. So that puts Kaya and Wit at 50 feet. Mm-hmm. Atlas in the crow's nest. And where's Calypso? I'm halfway there. <laughs> you Just consider yourself a swab. <laughs> Atlas, Atlas looks over to um, uh, to Grady next to him. The view from up here is not the bad, you say? Better than the view down there with those scurvy lot. Excellent climbing, my friend. Excellent job. You are all joined, so in the crow's nest between the time that Grady gets there and Atlas gets there. Uh, Connor has made his way up as well as Crimson Cog. The other two, Rosie and uh, Sandy, Sandy are, are not are doing about as well as Calypso. It's about to be a musical swab. <laughs> and, uh, and you hear from below. There's some real Fantasia action going on. All right, then. Start descending. I only need four riggers. Rest of you. Well, things are going to be tough. All right, well, do I just drop or do I have to... Well, I don't want to drop. I'll say that, like, now that time is not really an issue, you can all very carefully climb yeah, down. Yeah, that makes sense. But there is, uh... There's one more matter. We'd be needing a cook's mate. Well, you were taking your little beauty sleep. Fish Guts did pick one of your lot that he wanted. As his cooks, mate. <laughs> you there. With the with the blotchy blue skin. Frog. What's your name? The name's Wit. Wit. That's how I like my cheese sticks. You'll be learning that when you're in the kitchen cooking them for me. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wit. I like them wit, not without. Soggy. Oh, okay. It's, it's a Philly thing. It's a Philly joke. Wait, yeah. sorry, sorry, Chris. With cheese. Joke. Yeah, you're not going to get that. I love it. I, love I need it. you to head down to the galley, join Fish Guts in whatever he's got for you down there. 
You'll be the cooks, mate. You'll be reporting to him. Riggers, you report to me. The rest of yous, you'll be swabs. You'll be reporting to Master Scourge. I don't like He'll this. take great care of you. Try not to be as obstinate to him. He takes a little less kindly to it than I do. I hate that Kai is a swab under that guy. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be that much more poetically just to see when she kicks his ass in uh, 20 episodes. <laughs> takes the keys. As you are all gathered, kind of waiting for your next move, Sandy gathers the group together. I wasn't able to get too much, but I I awoke a bit earlier than you and spoke to Quartermaster Grok because we had a bit of a rapport with her. I was able to get a few items that I think you'll each be able to use or seemed important to each of you. She kind of passes some things out to Grady. She passes his flask. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Being stuck on the ship with no drink, I'd be better off in hell. She passes Kaya the keys she had managed to smuggle in her clothes before you all passed out. Kaya's so excited. (laughs) (laughs) This is a little tougher for me because I don't know exactly what a character like Atlas might need. So I think she just grabbed a, um, I think you had a couple potions on your sheet. I think she would grab you a potion just to be safe. Sure. She turns to Calypso and Rosie. Your instruments were too big for me to be able to sneak away and Grok wouldn't part with them, not without coin. We're gonna have to buy those back, get Grok on our side. She's got the rest of your gear too. I was able to uh, get you something. Ailey, if there's a if there's an item, one bulk or less, on your sheet that you'd like to keep besides the concertina. Okay, yeah, the debate then is healing potion minor or blind pepper tube. Uh, well, <laughs> does the healing potion heal you? Yeah. I think she would have grabbed that because yeah. you're, a, you're a skeleton. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> she I can't probably have wouldn't, wouldn't know how to heal you otherwise. Um, Wit, All right. same, same, well, uh, Wit, she, uh, she kind of shrugs. He wasn't able to grab many of your weapons. They were too big. Your shield, too, still back there with Grok. But I was able to, you know, speak with him, into, or convince him into letting you keep your armor. Told him it was closed. Much obliged. That's the gesture is kind kind enough. Thank you. Anything else you have? You know, we'll have to work to get it back. Grok's got all of your gear in the quartermaster shop. You can buy it back, or you can speak to her if you get on good terms with her, like I was able to. She might help us out and give us some of our things back. I was able to get most of my gear just by scaring her and telling her, you know, 
and be a curse upon her from Besmara for taking Besmara's blessed gear. She believed that well enough. There's one more option as well, and if we steal it back, now wouldn't that be fun? And wet wings. Well, that's also a possibility. I'm sure we could, under the cover of night, attempt it. But I wouldn't do it during the day while she's manning the post. And, uh, you know, they, the officers now see you kind of, like, carousing together, and you hear Scourge, What are you swabs doing? Every swab with me, it's time to get to work. You already missed a couple hours of work. I'm going to need you to work twice as hard if you don't want to get whipped to pieces tonight. Uh, Plug laughs at this, laughs at Scourge's exuberance, and uh, and just calls out, All right, Riggers with me. Come on, we're going to get you back up in the ropes. And he turns to Wit. Adieu. Get below deck to the galley. Aye. And so, I have a couple of tables and a couple of activities, and I want to I want to kind of talk about what a day in the life of a pirate is going to start to be, because you guys have just been press ganged, and now you're being forced to work. And so, this may not be the glamorous piracy that you had thought of when this adventure began. Each of you is going to have a task to do uh, based off of your role, be it swab, rigger, or cook's mate. I have a roll table in Foundry uh, that you guys can use, depending on your job, to see what you uh, have to do. Now, there are two main periods where you're able to act and, and kind of do what you please on the ship. Per day? Per day. There are two, and then if you want to start getting fatigued, you can take extra actions in the evening, but you have a chance of being tired from not getting a full night's rest. So, during the day, you can work diligently. Uh, So this is an action that you can take during the day that gives you a plus two circumstance bonus to any one check for a job's daily task. This is something that you might want to save for a task that's going to be particularly difficult for your skills so uh, you'll have multiple tasks on these roll tables you might get something that's a skill that you're not very good at maybe that means you want to work diligently so that you lessen the chance of failure you can also influence so you can talk to the other people that are working with you as, as you guys noticed um, the the group that you came aboard with was kind of split between swabs and riggers and there are far more crew members that you can meet talk to and and kind of form a rapport with so the influence action is something that you can do you make your normal check for your job and you can attempt to influence an npc you can also sneak So you make your normal check for a job and you can try to explore one area of the ship so you can make a perception check or another skill check with no chance of detection here, which is key um, because you're spending like the whole day doing it. You're able to sneak and you can pick an area of the ship that you want more information on, make a check, and I will give you that information accordingly. Uh, You can shop. For this one, you take a minus one circumstance penalty on 
your daily job task, but you can visit the Quartermaster's store and shop. Now, the Quartermaster has more than just your items. Uh, think of it as your shop while you're on board. Uh, there's, there's not everything you could ever want because it's a finite uh, hold, but there are more items than what you came here with. Um, you can also shirk. So you can take a minus one circumstance penalty on all checks for a job's daily task and take time exploring one area of the ship. Because you're shirking, you gain a plus two circumstance bonus on that perception or skill check, but you need to make a check to avoid being discovered. So shirking basically allows you more time in an area, gets you more information. So like if you wanted to explore the hold, for instance, and get all the information about it, uh, you, you could choose to either sneak down there for a little bit or shirk your duties and go down there for a while. Now at night, well, we'll get tonight, when we get tonight. One thing that I need to check for, uh, as you guys have climbed up and down, and you're now looking at the open ocean, you can see in the hazy distance, Port Peril. Now, miles and miles away, it seems you've been sailing for at least eight hours. But I need to see how acclimated you guys are to being in the ocean and I don't know if this will apply to anyone but if anyone in the group does not have sailing lore I need to know I don't have sailing lore okay anyone else I have no. sailing lore and for our purposes navigation is equivalent not for these purposes oh so if you don't then, have sailing lore specifically, I need to know. Then in that case, Wit does not specifically have sailing lore. Calypso okay. does. Yep, I've got it too. Grady, Grady has it. Okay. Maybe it's the size of the ship uh, or how far out into the ocean you are. For Atlas, I think it's probably the lack of experience. You've been on expeditions, land expeditions, yeah. that required a ship to get A to B, but not like stay on a ship uh wit you grew up on in like a coastal community not on the high seas you've been on boats but the majority of your experience is in smaller boats not even sailed ships and so both of you are gonna have to make me a fortitude save to avoid seasickness oh boy okay i got a 17 Okay. Wit did as well. All right, we hold each other tight. <laughs> hold <laughs> so we don't get seasick. Um, you actually both feel relatively comfortable. Hmm. All right. On on this ship, maybe maybe because it's such a large galleon, it's not rocked as much, and because you're above decks, you're not getting that like below deck feeling. Mm -hmm. So the way seasickness is going to work is you made a check today. You both succeeded. If you make a consecutive success tomorrow, you're no longer influenced by seasickness. You've gotten used to it. If you fail tomorrow, you got to make two consecutive checks in order to succeed against seasickness. Or one critical success. One critical success and you won't be seasick again. So let's get into your activities. And then, you know, and then we can talk about what happens for the rest of the day. But uh, let's talk about your daily activities. So there's a couple 
tables in Foundry if you click onto the rollable tables. We're going to start with everyone but Wit, and then Wit is going to uh, head down to the galley and do their cook's mate task. So why don't we start with the two riggers? Well, you made it up first. All right, I'll take a roll on the riggers tasks table. All right. I've got upper rigging work. Mr. Plug grabs you by the shoulder, Grady. All right, you old salt. You proved yourself getting up to the crow's nest as fast as anyone. Faster. I need you to get back up there. Start working. I got a couple, uh, a couple old fraying ropes up in the, up in the top sail. Need you to fix them. Hi, I. I'd say it's a pleasure under the circumstances, but well, you know. Well, you understand the price of failure now. I do. I. Uh, he will just. He'll get to it. All right. I need you to make me an athletics check first to get up there. Okay, is this the time when I decide kind of what activities I'm doing? Because based on the pluses, I yeah, get yeah, yeah. So, so here would be where you decide. Uh, you know, if you want to influence somebody, you're working with other people up there. So I'll tell you who who you end up working with uh, if you decide to influence. Um, you can obviously sneak and kind of you know figure out a part of the ship. In which case, I'll I'll, I'll let you know that. Uh, but if you decide, the most important is you're probably not going to go shop. You don't have any money yet. <laughs> yes. Um, but you certainly can. If, if you want to work diligently, you certainly can. And that'll apply to these checks. Okay. Working diligently is an option. I think the first thing Gray is going to try to do is influence people because I think he knows a lot of like the soft skills and power on the ship just come from like meeting people and mm -hmm. talking to people sure. on the ship. That involves just doing my normal job checks and then we can mm -hmm. handle the rest of the stuff. So. Absolutely. I'll make an athletics check. Climb. Nice. Oh, critical success. Ooh. Beautiful. 19 on the die. All right, so you make it up with ease. Um, and now I need you to either give me a sailing lore or an acrobatics check. Guys, when I ask for these, the sailing lore in particular is always going to be, like the lore skill will always be a lower check. So this this kind of represents you you know that you know how the mast has like a cross beam for yeah. the for the sail. This is you running back and forth across that like a madman, uh, taking ropes from one side to the other. All right. Well, my acrobatics and sailing lore are both a plus three, so I will roll the sailing lore check. Oof. Looks like I fail with a nine total. Okay. While you're up there, you are working side by side with a rat folk, a Yusoki. Are they Yusoki in uh, Tui? <laughs> is it just Starfinder? I, I, Starfinder. I, I think they are still like called that, though. It's like Catfolk or a Murrin, right? I think it's that situation. Oh, okay. So up there, you're, you're running back and forth, and you're getting a little bit of help from this kind of tan-furred rat folk. And after you've kind of bumped into each other a couple of times, he he turns to you, Hey, you're going a bit too fast. You just... I know you want to impress, but we're both working up here, and I'd just appreciate if we gave each other a little room. 
I know I'm a small guy and I can get around you okay, but just slow down. You'll do all right. I can do. I wasn't trying to make you look bad or anything. It was, you're right, the stress of, uh, haven't been press-ganged on the ship here. How long have you been aboard this here vessel? Uh, about two months, I'd say, give or take. The name's, um, everyone on the ship calls me Ratline. <laughs> I'm Ratsburger. Oh god, neither of those are better. <laughs> <laughs> Grady Tackett. A pleasure. Of your own will or a similar circumstance to me? Uh, I... I weren't press-ganged, uh, but... Uh, I wouldn't say it was my passion that brought me on here. I, I needed the money, and Captain Arrigan was, you know, looking at the time. is uh, off uh, Motaku Isle when he, I... Yeah, when I joined up. Well, a pleasure to meet you. It's good to see another, uh, another fellow mariner aboard a ship. I don't, obviously, I wish I were here under other circumstances, like me own free will, but you make do with what you got. That's what I've learned all these years on the sea. That's what they say. That's what they say. And I think you guys, you know, why don't I have you make the check? For Mr. Ratzberger, okay, uh, you could you could do that through diplomacy. Uh, if you were wanting to, like, maybe tell him a tale, a tall tale or two, you could bluff him with uh, with a deception. I wouldn't recommend intimidating him yes. if you want to form a friendship, <laughs> but you could certainly form an impression with okay. intimidate. So, if th if this is the influence subsystem I'm thinking of, is it this is the check to like discover things about him, like the particular skills that would influence him further, or just like is it just a more informal thing to know stuff? So about this him? one, this influence check is to is is directly to make him like change his attitude oh, okay. towards you. Sure. Um, now there will be a check later, and you're getting a little ahead of us at night where you can gather information on people and see if there might be a check that's better than diplomacy to uh, to win them over. All right. But in this case, diplomacy is always an available option, as right. is deception. Well, a diplomacy check is what I'll make. Okay. Natural one. I... Oh. You ask Ratzberger if he's a quarter pounder. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ratzberger, home of the Ratzberger. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to use my hero point on that. I want to be stockpiling hero points like everyone else, but I also, I also don't want to set a bad first impression on the ship. So I will reroll. Oh, no. <laughs> three for a ten, which I guess should maybe be better. Three for a ten. You don't critically fail in this uh, in this endeavor. He doesn't seem to warm to you too much, but he is you know helping you at at your role so you think that while maybe not like friendly towards you he at least doesn't dislike you sure and even with this check he kind of he regards you as an old salt and someone he might come back to later for like to to see if they have any good stories but he's kind of like ah, i don't know if i want to get on Rigor duty with this guy again. He's yeah. been bumping me. He's been, you know. Eh. He didn't even replace the lines right. Exactly. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, Steve, why don't you give me a roll on the table? 
All right, so I rolled on the table for riggers, and it looks like I got a five on that d6, which is a lookout. Got to climb up to that crow's nest. Then what? All right, now that we've left shore, I'll be watching fat merchant vessels on the horizon. I don't know how much use you'll be. You don't look quite burly. Why don't you just climb up there and take a look? Keep a lookout. Aye. If I see any merchant vessels, I will alert the crew. Or rocks, or... Rocks as well. Enemy pirate vessels, jellish navy. You just let us know if you see anything, all right? Aye. All right, so he climbs up. I got to do a DC 13 athletics check, but before I do, I need to lock down how I'm going to work today. Atlas is here to be a pirate, and uh, he's just going to work diligently. Okay, so you get a plus two to these rolls. Okay. Ooh, that is a natural one to climb up. I really don't want to screw this up immediately. I unfortunately think I am also going to use my hero point to reroll. You hate to see it. I know, I didn't want to do it, but... This is going to hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to give us a curse instead of a boon. Yeah, sorry, if you keep spending hero points, you get the curse. Her curse is really bad. <laughs> you guys aren't going to do anything that there we go. the curse. Critical success, that's a 23. Great. That gets me up there. Yeah, you definitely get up there. All right, and then I need to do a perception check, I'm assuming? Yes, you do. All right. You're looking out. So he spends the day looking at the horizon. Let's see what he sees. And is exactly a success. Tell me what I see, bro. Uh, you actually don't see much, which <laughs> is probably a good thing. Um, you, I don't want the pressure. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do watch sure. like Port Peril fade out of view, and this being a, you know, the shackles being kind of like, like the Caribbean off of like the southern U.S. coast. The, uh, the islands are somewhat close together, so mm -hmm. you, you know, you start to see as you guys leave Port Peril, like the outlines of several islands. You do see. Some ships on the horizon, however, you're able to kind of identify them as, like, non-merchant ships, and, and they don't sail in your direction, so you don't have to alert anybody. And the day passes relatively uneventfully for you. You're not influencing anybody, obviously, and nobody really bothers you up in the crow's nest, so you spend the day in quiet contemplation. Honestly, compared to what I'm assuming these swabs are going to have to be doing. This seems like a pretty sweet gig. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't bad. Let's move on to the swabs. We have two of them. Why don't we start with Calypso? That's great. Because I accidentally rolled earlier. Okay. Well, how, so um, let's see what you got. Did you? Where is it? Uh, is so it's at? before Grady did a uh, roll. And I got... A runner. I'm passing messages to the crew and officers of the Wormwood in all parts of the ship except the officers' cabins. Since you like to throw your voice around and sing so much, why don't we use you as the messenger for the day? 
Your job's just gonna be doing laps around the ship. Telling all the officers the things that they need to know for the day. Or just telling them what's up. If I, uh, if I ask you to go tell Mr. Plug what's up, how are you doing, you'll go do it. You understand? It's your job today. No questions asked. Okay. I mean, no questions asked. So I guess I just have to start running, running messages. Sure. So... You can roll me either an acrobatics check or a uh, or a fortitude save to see how you handle running around for an entire day. Guess what? They're the same exact thing. Same exact bonus? Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and do the acrobatics, because why not? Um, what are you doing for the day? Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. As much as I feel like influence would be good, because I, I like both influence and sneak would be good in this one because I'm moving all over the ship. Yeah. But also I'm better at influencing things. I mean, you pass a lot of people that you could talk to. Okay. Then I will influence. Okay, so if you influence, you're going to go ahead and make these rolls unadjusted. 17 on the die for my acrobatics for 22. Okay. So not only are you successful in your task at running all of the messages between the officers of the ship, you don't get tired, you don't get fatigued, Mm. which is more important. And because you're running around, I will say you could influence any of the people you already know, or I can give someone to you. The choice is yours. I think I want to influence the quartermaster. You want to influence Grok. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. That's the best one to okay. start. So you... Now, so this doesn't count as shopping. No, I know. Because you're not shopping, but you are... I'm just going to run a message to her and then be friendly. Sure. Yeah, she opens the message. It's a little heart smiley face. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> this one's from me. I pull sure. out two of my rib bones, put them into a heart. <laughs> <laughs> you're passing notes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Careful. She's going to think you want a boner. <laughs> Do you I like me? plenty of bones. Do you like me? Yes, no. Can I get my gear? Yes, no. <laughs> okay. You going to uh, use diplomacy here? Yeah, I think that would make the most sense. You don't know anything of anything else? To- I, don't, I don't think there's anything in specific that I'm like trying to influence her. I think just, you're just like, trying friendly. to start up a conversation with her, yeah. You're just trying to... I mean, you didn't really get to talk to her. Yeah. I guess I'd introduce myself. Calypso, you run a message to Grok, who's at the um, at the quartermaster's shop, and it appears that she is actually like closing up shop. This you you and you bump into her towards the late afternoon. You'd say it's about like three o'clock uh, in the in the afternoon as she's as she's closing up shop, and she kind of puts her keys on the side. Well, well, well. What have we here? Scourge got you running messages today. I am no good at climbing. Are you one of the new recruits? I don't reckon... Well, maybe you were at the bar last night, were you? Perhaps. You weren't one of the girls I was gambling with, that's for sure. No, I be the singer. Oh, during the fight. Oh, I love a good tune. Maybe you could play me something sometime. I'd love to. 
but unfortunately, I don't have my instrument. Were you the one that used that pretty little fiddle, or the... Well, I won't call it pretty. To see weed concertina. Ah, yes. I wasn't even really sure what that thing was. I don't think I've seen one played before. It be from the sea, like me. And yet it blows air, if I'm not mistaken. I... You look quite a bit worse for wear, if you don't mind me saying, and I've got some gnarly scars. What happened to you? I have no scars. <laughs> right, you're, you're picked clean. I... I am not sure exactly what happened, but I woke up in the sea, just bones. Washed ashore as bones. Did it hurt when you died? Do you remember that? I don't know. Nothing's there. It hurt when... And she kind of like raises her chin and you see this gnarly scar that goes like kind of like jawbone to jawbone all the way across her neck. It hurt when I died. Although very briefly. I didn't even get to see the boneyard before. Uh, someone had stitched me up and I was fixed. What happened to you? I was a wee lass. Sounded a lot less gruff than I do these days. On account I had all me vocal cords attached to each other. But I got in with a bad crowd in the streets of Port Peril, where we just were. A gang member from another gang. Well, we robbed the wrong people. I was about 11 at the time. Kids don't deserve that kind of punishment. I'd stolen something, and the thug slit me throat to take his items back, his purse of gold. Left me there for dead. That hurt. That is a mighty scar and a mighty feat to come away alive. Well, it also hurts when everyone on this ship calls me Cutthroat. It's not that nice of a nickname. You get used to it after a while. I will talk with the new recruits so we won't use that nickname if you prefer. If you call me Grok, I'd, I'd prefer my, my true name. I think I can convince them not to ever use this nickname, no matter who tells them otherwise. You're sweet. I hope you find out a bit more about what led you to this state. If you promise to play me a tune tonight, I could I could go back in. I haven't locked all the way up. I could get your instrument. But you you know, you have to play something from the shackles. Maybe a Port Peril tune, it's where I grew up. The songs from the shackles are almost the only ones I know. I can definitely do that. She would unlock the shop and retrieve your concertina. Because I got a 22 on my diplomacy. Yes. <laughs> uh, you have mechanically made Grok friendly. Heck yeah. Ooh. Yay. 
who was already influenced by unknowingly I changed some initial attitude levels by what you guys did on port mm. so uh, she she is now friendly to you and, amazing and to, and to anyone you introduce to her okay I gotta introduce Rosie to her so that Rosie can have her fiddle as well and then we can play a tune together I like it Emily you want to give me a roll on the swab table yes <laughs> I was hoping you would get this. <laughs> oh, no. Scourge turns to you. Wouldn't it be... Would it be just divine providence that you'd be working under me, you petulant little shit? I know exactly where to send you on your happy homecoming welcome to the ship day why don't you head straight down to the bilges and get pumping kaya scowls at him for a moment before saying aye aye captor and she turns around <laughs> and walks towards the bilges i, I really think she's got kaya. a speech <laughs> <laughs> i know i didn't hear what i thought i just had and you head down to the bilges. Oh, seeing that she is likely away from a lot of other people, as she does this task, she is also going to sneak around and get some more information about what what's on the ship, especially looking at anything that has a lock that the keys she has might be useful for. Okay. In order to get down to the bilges, you have to go through the officer's quarters. You notice that the doors are open during the day. I'm going to have you roll on your sneak first, because you're kind of doing this as you head down to your task. Uh, now, we know that that'll impact your, like, you'll, you'll roll normally on your checks here but I'll give you some good information as you go through the ship if you roll well enough here. All right, and that's a perception check? That's a perception check, yes. Oh, a nine. Yeah, with a nine, uh, you do notice that these doors are unlocked during the day. If you'll follow along, I'm going to take your token through the ship. okay. So just let me know that you can see. Yep. So you enter the... you You know these to be the officer's quarters and the only thing you think here is you know as you're looking through if there is something that has a lock that mr scourge owns it'd probably be in here because Ah, it's it's officer's quarters but with that check you don't find anything that's like readily obvious with a lock Mm, okay so you head on down the stairs and that brings you to the cargo hold and wits there for some reason isn't that where the... It is. It is, yeah. So you see the cargo hold. You're kind of looking around there. Like I said, there's like those squealing pigs in here. Uh, and and if Wit's already at the galley, you see there's like loose chickens. <laughs> stuff. Like you can hear them clucking from behind the door. And, and you hear like some, some singing happening like in that direction. You see another set of stairs that goes up. You're not really sure where that might go, although this one that went up went to one side of the 
of the like main deck, like the, the officer's quarters, and you know the captain's quarters is on the other side. So that set of stairs might go there. Ah, okay. As you pass here, you do see a man chained to the mast, and he looks like very burly, and he kind of makes like he's gonna like come at you, but the chain's really short, and so he he doesn't have a lot of room, and you kind of like skirt around him. Uh, here's what he looks like. Oh. He's got a, like the chain is around his neck, like a dog. And you can see he's been tarred and feathered and not cleaned up. Oh, that's what's sticking to his arms and his legs. Mm-hmm. And he towers over you, Kaya. He's like maybe 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, and I know you're a really short Tengu. Yeah, wow. He is <laughs> feet Taller than her. Wow. <laughs> Watch your step, lady. He kind of then growls at you. I'm not here to harm you. Just passing through. Guess your day all say, and then I got feathers stuck to me back. Were they? It's unkind. And I don't like any of you. Just go on and pass. Ah. I thought maybe I'll we were... reach out and pluck all your feathers. Hmm. What'd you do to deserve the feathers? I didn't do nothing. They were making fun of me. They were hurting me. Mr. Plug likes to play mean games. He knows I like to play games. Hmm. And she, she touches the... Probably the bump that's forming on the top of her head. He hasn't been very nice to me either. Make me a perception check here. A little better, this time a 14. Yeah, Kaya, you can you can kind of tell here. This guy is simple. Okay. And he's clearly being, like, abused. Oh. Like, no one else on the ship is locked up like this. I can't wait to murder him. <sighs> yeah, I want... I, I feel like... Ooh. He's locked up. Does her key unlock? He doesn't let you get close mm. enough to him. He seems apprehensive of you, for sure. But you kind of put that in your back pocket. Okay. I'm going to say that's your that's the result of your your stealthing today, is that you think maybe if you can befriend this guy, you can try. Ah, okay. You make your way around him and down and enter the area that you all woke up in uh, with, you know, 20 hammocks swaying down here. Uh, no one is currently down here as everyone is up at work and it appears no one else is working the bilges with you today. Probably by design. Oh, more work for Kaya. Kaya, you make your way to the bilges. You find the bilge pump and you do see this man just sitting in, in, you know, thigh-deep bilge water chained to the main mast that's come all the way down here. You on bilge duty? I can't say I'm thrilled about it. <laughs> Are you new to the Wormwood? First day. Didn't join. Was, uh, <laughs> captured. 
Last day. You're gonna kill me tonight. Oh. The name's Jake's. Jake's Magpie. Ah. They mentioned you earlier. Yeah, imagine I've got maybe a couple hours left. But don't let me bother you. Be nice to get a little bit of water off my ass. I might not be able to do much to prolong your life, but I can make the last bit of time as comfortable as possible. Do you like to chat? I've been known to from time to time. I love hearing stories. Could you tell me about yourself? Sure. Been a pirate for years now. Since I was old enough to sail. One of Captain Harrigan's original crew killed somebody. Hence the keel hall. Ah. No respect for longevity. No respect for how many years you put in. Never even made me an officer. Ah, well. This new ship's been nice, Wormwood. Hmm. Yeah, it wasn't always named the Wormwood. And how'd you come to have the ship? Well, the funny story is we named the ship the Wormwood because we killed the old captain with Wormwood. The poison? Oh. Why would you... This was some time ago now. We've had the ship for a while. So killing wasn't punished then? Captain Harrigan wasn't captain then. Hmm. And why did you kill this time? Oh, it was over a gambling squabble. An accident, really. Hmm. I didn't mean to make him all the way dead, you see. That's the trouble with starting a job you don't mean to finish. Looks like you're just starting a job. Mm. How do you mean to finish? Well, I don't mean to stay a captive for too much longer. We don't have, I don't have any power here, but it won't stay that way. <laughs> Future mutineer. That gets you cue hauled too. I'll let you know, you know, how much the barnacles hurt. If I'm still talking on the other side, I'm sure they'll run me over again. But I'll let you know. You'll you'll know by how loud I'm screaming how much it hurts. Ooh, that is a lot for Kaya. She she stays quiet after that. And if Kaya isn't talking, he won't. He'll just kind of watch you as you pump the bilges. Ooh, what a brutal way to go. Haley, you might want to go down to the uh, bilges. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to know that. No, I know. I know, but I, I'm, I'm very excited <laughs> for that to happen. Go ahead and give me, uh, now that you're down in the bilges, I need you to make me an athletics check, followed by a fortitude save. Yikes. This looks this tough. All right. This is the worst role in the jobs. It makes sense that Kaya would get this one. Athletics is a 21. Okay. So you get the job done. And that's important when we're talking punishments later. But let's see if you are fatigued by it. All right, here comes that fortitude save. This save doesn't have to do with the water, 
correct? It's just the physical exertion. It's just you, you're pumping for okay. hours here. Oh, a 16. That's tough. Uh, so you are fatigued. Oh. Finally, and Emily, you should have free movements. So you should be able to move yourself back up to the main deck if you want to. Okay. Wit, you, you know, from the, from the orders of Mr. Plug, head downstairs, and there is a door towards the aft of the ship that you know leads to the galley. You go ahead and open it up, and you see your pal Ambrose Fishgut's croup. He was the gentleman stuffing his face with uh, different different Absolutely. varieties. Of yes, the guy with the the grubby apron, and he's in there, and you see him like take a swig from a bottle of rum, place it on the table. He doesn't seem to have noticed you entered the room, and he just is like chopping what appears to be like a pile of fish, and he's just kind of like humming and lightly singing to himself. Les poissons, les poissons, how I love les poissons. <laughs> oh, he turns to you. Oh, Zutalor, I did not know I had company. Welcome, welcome, my friend. I was hoping they would pick you to be my assistant. Reporting for uh, galley duty. Yes, yes. Well, we will do more than work in the galleys, that is to be sure. But now that we are crewmates, let me again formally introduce myself. I am Ambrose Krupp. Many on board call me Fish Guts. And his cheeks are just like rosy with, uh, with booze. Uh, you can smell it on him, even over the uh, the fish. I picked you especially because I thought we had so much fun the other day on the docks, and, well, because you are a petite grenouille, a little frog. It uh, is so funny to me to have a frog working in the kitchen. Now, uh, remind me... How should I be referring to you, friend? What is your name? You can call me Wit, but I go with uh, they, them pronouns. Ah, I can of course accommodate this, my little friend. Wit, the petite grenouille. <laughs> we are going to have so much fun. Let us see what we are doing today. Why don't you go ahead and roll on the cook's mate's table. I love this. You got a bull session on the first day. <laughs> Perfect. So a bull session is drinking with Ambrose Croup and listening to his stories. The, the cook's mate must drink an additional rum ration today, but is able to take an additional ship action during the day. So you get two ship actions, but, um, but you are going to have to listen to Croup's stories and drink with him and... I need you to make a fortitude save on the rum ration first. Oh, not too shabby. 13 on the die brings it to 20 total. Oh, yeah. With the 20, you handle your booze impeccably. And Fish Guts is just elated to have you on the ship. I am so sorry about the way we had to bring you all aboard. I thought some of you 
I may have just come willingly, but uh, the captain insists that we bring people on. Sorry for the oil of Taggett. I'm sure you had a headache this morning. This rum should help, should do the trick. You feel much better after you have it? A little hair, hair of the dog doesn't, doesn't hurt without giving too much, too much away. I may have been in a similar situation before, so I, I find ways to make myself useful on said ship, whichever way I can, and I've seen worse, seen worse positions to fill on a ship, so we can make the best of it for sure. Oh, yes. I was pressed into service on Arrogant's crew many years ago. One of his old crewmates, he never lets me leave. He loves some of the meals I make <laughs> when I'm more sober, usually. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I get a bit drunk and then they call my stew fish guts. They say that I put all the guts in the stew, but... Uh, I wouldn't drink so much if he wasn't such a miserable cur to work under. And the the previous employer you had, tell me more, was much was much better. Oh, no, I was working under Aragon for years, but we traveled together, you know. When he wanted to take a new ship, we would all come aboard as new crew members. But it was never so. He never goes long without being the Capitan. Ah. Well, if this is a, a drinking session, Mr. Mr. Ambrose, to new, new crew, then. <laughs> I quite like the new crew we picked up. And to be honest, I... I'm just looking forward to some people that aren't so mean. There's a lot of mean people on this crew. A lot of jackasses like that plug. A lot of sniveling little shits like that scourge, but don't tell them I told you that. Loose lips sink ships where I'm from. Now there are no loose lips in the galley. What he said in the galley stays in the galley. We are the cooks, after all. There is uh, even more important than the pirate code is the code of the chef. <laughs> and that is uh, duties that you are taking on now that you join me. And that is that we drink when we are able. We do not tell anyone else what we do down here or what we put in the stew. <laughs> we do not share recipes. We have fun as much as we can, get away with, and we drink whenever we can. Aye, <laughs> aye. Uh, I think, and and I don't want to put, um, I, w I want you to be able to do whatever you want, but I think with this bull session, one of your ship actions should be to influence Ambrose. 100%. It was going to be that anyways. And I think because you're sharing stories and drinking, you could potentially roll something other than diplomacy if you want to. My thought is potentially even something like another fortitude save 
to uh, it wouldn't really be a save, but this would be more of like how your fortitude, like he's he's warming up to you because you're a good drinker with him, like can can keep up with him. Uh, perhaps uh, you know, obviously diplomacy is always an option. Perhaps something like a cooking lore or an alcohol lore or even like a crafting check uh, to know like you know more about alcohol and that kind of thing would also work here. So I'll leave it up to you, whatever you think is like a higher role for you. Well, in in that case, uh, diplomacy at a plus zero or a lore other than navigation or crafting would be at a plus zero. So Wit's gonna hold up the bottle. Cheers, Mr. Keep Ambrose. Alright, go ahead and roll me a fortitude save. And if if this does come again, however, I might try to convince a, a nature check for, for the best types of fish. But Oh yeah, yeah. But Wit's gonna go for the fortitude save and not do well with a two on the die for nine. Okay. Yeah, with a nine, um, you do not critically or critically fail, but maybe you like cough and sputter, and Ambrose makes fun of you a little bit. So you don't move his his attitude around this time, but he doesn't like dislike you any more than he did when he walked in. All right. You have one additional ship action. Yeah. If there's anything you want to do with it. I think it was uh, explore. Sure. Yeah. You can. Uh, go ahead and sneak around get some information where exactly do you want to go there is a door right beside the the stairs to go up to the ship i think you mentioned that it was to the officers quarters so the officers quarters is upstairs that you guys had to walk through to come down okay so Kaya walked through the officer's quarters upstairs to come down to this level. There is, in fact, another door uh, that you you don't know what could be there, but it's like to the more towards the middle of the ship than the galley. It looks like maybe it shares a wall with the galley. Yeah. Uh, Wit is going to take their chances and uh, open that door. Okay. Go ahead and make me a perception. 21 total. There's... Two kind of like sleeping areas in here and with the 21 as you look around you see a couple of personal effects uh, in here on one of the beds you see some like leathers some some what looks like armor then you see a big battle axe kind of resting on the like up against the bed and then on the other bed, you see like stowed away a couple of uh, bottles of like rum and wine, and you see a couple like outfits hung up. It looks like there's a couple of aprons. You think this might be where? Well, I can. I'll say that you intuit this is where Grok and Fishguts sleep. So they sleep like away from the other officers. That's good to know. That's good to know. Especially um, based on the information that Ambrose gave about the, the captain's dynamics. Yeah. And so with everyone completing their daily activity, you hear a bell ring from the main deck. From wherever you are, 
and whoever you're with, you hear murmurings. It's time for bloody hour. It's bloody hour. Time for bloody hour. And um, and even from the bilges, you just like faintly hear this ringing Kaya and the man sitting in the now drier floor just looks up at you. It was nice chatting. I think my time is up. You should head upstairs before they come and get me. Is this truly a final sentence? Is there nothing we can do? Afraid not. It's not much of a jury on board a pirate ship. Hmm. I mean, there isn't really much she can do, even if she was to free him. We're all stuck on a boat with people a lot stronger than us. Would your character truly not ask about the... I mean, because we've met Calypso. She said she's taking, she wants to take back this ship. Mm-hmm. They mentioned, or Jake mentioned, it being a part of said pure previous ship. Yes. Character asked about that. Well, I mean, she did a little bit, but I guess she And didn't. how you met Calypso, like, the person she, that said... She's not going to tell him that. She's not going to tell him that the old captain is on the ship. Because that sounds like a really good way for Calypso to get tossed out to sea. Appreciated, my girl. For sure. (laughs) Because that would be an easy, that could be potentially a way he wants to like save himself too. By like, eye on information. (laughs) All right, you 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 can hold that back, but still ask. Well, she found out about how Calypso is killed. So... I, that was what information, good information that she got. She, this man is also not innocent. He killed, was a part of the group that killed Calypso and also killed another person. So while Kaya might think he doesn't necessarily deserve to die, he's not like an innocent person, not like the man, you know, tied to the, the mass that should definitely be treated better as being abused. Yeah, this is a shitty situation we all have to bear witness to. None of us wants to, but it's like we're forced to. Yeah. We got stakes now. Yeah, Kyle will wait another moment, and then she'll head upstairs. May Basmara give you peace in your last moment, and she'll head upstairs he laughs you hear him laughing as as you climb up the hatch and may you take whatever you want mutineer Kaya smiles a little at that the bell ceases to ring and you're all gathered on the deck as Jake's magpie is brought from the bilges I need you to finish your rum rations because we'll see you next week. Oh, Oh, yeah. man.
Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Skull and Shackles is copyright 2012. Skull and Shackles and Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, and their respective logos, characters, and artwork are property of Paizo and used with permission. If you enjoy this show, consider listening to our other Pathfinder 2E show, The Bestow Curse Podcast, and supporting us on Patreon, where you can get exclusive access to our other actual play content.